The Las Vegas Raiders have partnered with the global lifestyle app TrueConnect to give the gift of wellness. Transform your mind, body, and soul through thousands of hours of premium fitness content, guided meditations, progress tracking, and more. Visit tcfree.fit to redeem one free year of TrueConnect exclusively for Raider Nation. And we're back with breaking news. Coke Zero Sugar might be the best Coke ever. That's right, Jim. Coke Zero Sugar is a must-try for any Coke fan, so make sure you... Jim. <laughs> Jim. We're on the air. Ooh, yes, this tastes like the best Coke ever to me. Your thoughts, Jen? Well, can I have a sip? <laughs> Jen, we're in the middle of reporting the news. I need to try it first. You're listening to Upon Further Review, presented by Coors Light on the official Raiders Podcast Network. Here's your host, Eddie Pascal. Raider Nation, what is going on? Eddie Pascal here back at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center. And thank you, thank you, thank you for hanging out with us for another episode of Upon Further Review, brought to you by the good folks at Coors Light. And we are finally here. It feels like the Raiders last played a home game 12 weeks ago, 13 weeks ago. It's been a hot minute. But all the same, after starting the season one and one, two, two games on the road, we'll talk about the Buffalo Bills game here in just a sec. We are finally getting back to Allegiant Stadium, the home opener, primetime, Sunday night football, the entire world, the entire NFL world keyed in on that beautiful stadium right off the strip, and we are going to break it all down. And we're feeling good this week. Not only are the vibes high, not only are we fired up to finally get home and play a game in the Death Star, but we got a good episode of the show today. We are feeling it. We are locked in. Uh, In just a few minutes, we're going to play our interview with Robert Spillane. Robert Spillane might have heard former Pittsburgh Steeler, uh, having really a heck of a start to his career as a Las Vegas Raider, leading the team in tackles, uh, ranked 10th in the NFL, in fact, in total tackles, and a dude who set a little bit of history, uh, albeit in a losing effort last week in Buffalo. But like I said, we'll get to Robert in a second. We'll break down what the Raiders got to do to win this game. We'll have our Raiders college football game of the week. All the normal stuff is coming in just a sec. But we begin, as we always do, with some bills to pay. So we begin with our transactions. Brought to you by Shift 4 Payments. And since the last time that we hung out, which really doesn't feel all that long ago, the Silver and Black have made the following roster moves. <clears throat> On September, 16th, September 16th, I should say, they activated defensive end Isaac Rochelle from the practice squad and released defensive end Jordan Willis from the practice squad. Two days later, on the 18th, the aforementioned Isaac Rochelle reverted back to the practice squad. Then on September 19th, the Silver and Black signed linebacker Michael Walker to the practice squad. A lot of practice squad transactions this week. And then yesterday, as we record this on a Thursday morning, on Wednesday the 20th, uh, the Las Vegas Raiders placed defensive end Chandler Jones on the reserve non-football injury list. So just one quick note on that. Um, like Coach McDaniels has said, a personal issue with Chandler, a personal situation uh, that he is dealing with. But in terms of what that means for the roster, in terms of what that means for your 2023 Las Vegas Raiders, uh, Chandler no longer counts towards the 53. So a, a roster spot now open uh, for Dave Ziegler and Josh McDaniels. But we carry on, and we before we look ahead to Sunday evening at Allegiant Stadium, let's just, and I know it won't bring anyone any happiness to do this, look back ever so quickly 
to Sunday's game in Buffalo. For a full breakdown, uh, make sure you listen to Jason Fitz and I from Sunday afternoon uh, on the fifth quarter presented by Twitch uh, on this very pod feed. You can find that. But just real quick, now that we've had a few days to kind of marinate on what happened in Western New York. A day to forget, excuse me, a day to forget for your Las Vegas Raiders, ultimately falling 38 to 10 in a game that, you know, it felt, obviously when you lose by four touchdowns, it doesn't feel close. But I think when I went back and I watched the game, uh, I think the biggest surprise takeaway that I had was that really up until halftime, really the up until that first drive of the second half, that nine minute plus drive for Josh Allen and company, this was a close football game. And I think that, you know, I'm a firm believer that there's no moral victories in the NFL. I totally get that. But I don't think there's anyone out there, probably in the Raiders, uh, the Raiders excuse me, the Raiders, rock, Raiders locker room included. That was a tough one. That would think, that would say, hey, we played our best game in Buffalo. Right? It was a dirty game. You couldn't get the run game going. Jimmy G under constant pressure from literally the first snap of the game. The first snap of the game, Ed Oliver was uh, was buying real estate behind the line of scrimmage for the silver and black. But all the same, you get to the you get to the halftime, and then really that first drive in the second half is where the tide turned. We're looking at a one score game. Now, ultimately, when it became not a one score game, that's really when the levees kind of broke, uh, and the Buffalo Bills really went and did Buffalo Bills type things. And you look up, and the Raiders have lost by four touchdowns, and it's a long flight back to Vegas. And here we now sit at one and one. But it was a game where the Raiders had their chances. I mean, you look at that opening drive. You're not going to do any better than that opening drive. Five plays, 75 yards, precision, bang, 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 touchdown Devontae. That's what we wanted to see. That's what we have waited the entire offseason. We've waited through training camp. We saw uh, a glimpse of it in the very limited run that Jimmy and the starters played in the preseason. And you wanted to see it in real, meaningful football action. And that's what the Raiders gave you. I mean, credit to Josh McDaniels. I mean, it does not get any better than that opening drive. And credit to Patrick Graham's defense on the ensuing drive for the Buffalo Bills, who forced them to go three and out. So, yes, it was the smallest of sample size. It was the tiniest bit of the pie, but, oh, it was a delicious piece. It was a good piece of the pie, but unfortunately things soured in a pretty, uh, yeah, pretty major way after that. And we come out of this game now, and we look ahead to the home opener. And I'm one of those people that you will lose by one, you lose by 30, you win by one, you win by 30. They all count the same. They all do. When we look at the end, when we kind of look, you know, do our, our deep dive on the end of this season, hopefully sometime in February, all we are going to remember from week two at Buffalo is the Raiders lost. It doesn't matter that they lost by 28. It doesn't matter that they, it felt like they were really uncompetitive that second half. All we're going to see is the L on the schedule. That's it. That's all we're going to see. But now as, as the team is 500, you're sitting at 1-1. One and one. You don't want to start 0-2. You look at the stats of, of the teams that start 0-2 in the NFL, not good. It's not where you want to be. Well, the Raiders aren't there. The Raiders still, as hurtful and painful as Sunday was, still tied for first in the division. It's been a funky start to the NFL season across the board, but maybe nowhere more so uh, than in the AFC West. Chargers don't have a win. Broncos don't have a win. Raiders got one. And I know you're not giving trophies out on September 21st, but the Raiders got one. But I think we come into this game now and we look at what needs to be better. And the obvious one that needs to be better is the Raiders got to get this run game going. You have to do it. 
Josh Jacobs finishes his day uh, Sunday afternoon in Buffalo with negative yards. Negative yards. Who would have thought? Certainly not I. Certainly not Josh Jacobs. Certainly not anyone in that locker room that Josh Jacobs would finish his day with nine carries for negative two yards. You got you to gotta be better than that. And I'm not saying Josh has to be better than that. I'm saying the collective has to be better than that. And that's not a secret, right? No secret there. But now we look at two games, back-to-back weeks now, where the Raiders have struggled a little bit to get rocking on the, on the ground. And the only thing I would, ta- I would tell fans who are understandably a little, I don't want to say concerned, but a little bit eyebrow-raisy, if that's a word, about the lack of the run game, let us not forget that a year ago, Josh Jacobs and this offensive line, a similarly slow start, similarly slow start, and it turned out pretty good for, at the time, number 28, now number 8. Ended up winning the Russian title, became one, of the mo- became one of the most dynamic, explosive, consistent players in the league in 2022. So let's pump the brakes a little bit. Big test ahead with the Steelers coming to town. But I, I'm a firm believer that Josh and this offensive line are going to figure it out. They will get in sync, and then we will really see kind of the, the full potential of what this Raiders offense can be. But it's got to start Sunday night. It's got to start in the home opener. It has to begin uh, in front of those, those raucous fans down there off the strip. So speaking of that raucous crowd off the strip and speaking of everything that we can expect on Sunday night, we broke it all down with our friend Robert Splain. Robert Splain, who I said is having one heck of a start to his career as a Las Vegas Raider. Man, two games. And, I, and granted, I know that uh, his performance on Sunday came in a losing effort. But whenever you say, I'm the first Raider in a decade to do X, you're in pretty good company. So we appreciate Robert Spillane for hanging out with us. Big shout out to our PR staff for facilitating this interview. So I hope you guys enjoy our conversation with the linebacker for the Las Vegas Raiders, Robert Spillane. You and I were talking on the way up where you're not a big memorabilia guy, not a, not a big trophies, you know, look at all, all what I've done. But it is interesting to think, right, when all is said and done 30 years from now, 40 years from now, whenever it is, that you're going to have playing experience with two of the most iconic franchises in the NFL, the Steelers and the Raiders. And that's got to be something that maybe not today you think is pretty cool, but down the road you're going to be like, man, that was, a, that was a pretty cool part of the journey, huh? Without a doubt, it's uh, been a blessing in my NFL journey, and this is uh, we get to play against a team who I formerly played for for the past four years, so I'm very excited about that. You know, and we'll talk about the Steelers game coming up, but I'm just curious to go back to last year, week, what was it, week 15, Raiders-Steelers, nasty, uh, out in Pittsburgh, bad weather, the whole deal. Did you ever think at any point leading up to that, if I would have told you, hey, man, six months from now, you're going to be wearing the silver and black, like you probably wouldn't have believed me, huh? Yeah, no. As an NFL player, you try to take things day by day, uh, focus on what you need to accomplish that day, so you're not, you're not really thinking too far in the future, but with uh, how the offseason played out, it's a blessing to be out here in Vegas. What were your impressions uh, of the guys on the other side of the uh, the line of scrimmage that day? In, or I guess you'd say that night in Pittsburgh. Are you talking about like Josh Jacobs? Yeah, like Josh. Yeah, those yeah Josh is one of the top running backs in the league, so you have major respect for a guy like that. Devontae Adams outside. One of the best receivers to ever play the game, so I had respect for them then. I still have respect for them now as my teammates. 
you know, you look at and you, you talk to guys, you know, and, and I feel like you kind of get the whole range of emotions, guys playing against their former team. Some people say, hey, it's just another game. Other guys like, hey, you know, there's, uh, I don't want to say bad blow, but there's something that gets pumping a little bit going against a, a team that you know so well. Like, where do you kind of fall on, on that spectrum? Do you look at Sunday as like, hey, it's just the next game on the schedule? Or, hey, like, I'm, I'm stoked to see a bunch of dudes that I played with and, and all that jazz. Yeah, this is Sunday night football, our home opener, my first ever game at, or, um, Allegiant Stadium, yeah. so um, I'm very excited for for the game, to see my buddies, all that, to see Coach Tomlin, still have a lot of love and respect for them, and um, I'm excited to go to battle with them. You know, and we'll talk about the home opener and all the emotions and, and the best parts about football, right? The only game on at night, everyone's going to, all eyes are going to be on Las Vegas. But, you know, we go back to, to Sunday, a game in Buffalo that, you know, we heard from Coach earlier today, you know, correction's been made, you kind of move on. But, you know, how easy is that to do in the NFL after a game like Sunday to kind of, you know, compartmentalize and say, hey, that wasn't our best day. That's not who we want to be. Okay, let's acknowledge that, but let's get on to the next because we don't have enough time to wait. Regardless, win, lose, or draw, that's got to be the mindset. Learn what you can from the film that you put out there. Learn where teams want to attack you and move forward. Uh, there's no going backwards. We got to make sure things are right going forward. So we made a concerted effort to to correct the corrections that we need to do and to stick to what we're doing well. You know, and, and you know, certainly in a game like Sunday, there's not you know not a lot of uh, moral victories or anything like that. But I, I, you know, for you individually, you know, you look at, at the stat line, and you're the first Raider in a decade, which is a long time. First Raider in a decade to have 14 tackles and one sack uh, combined in a game. So you know, I guess kind of if we zoom out a little bit, like what's been working for you uh, on an individual individual basis these first couple weeks of the regular season? Yeah, my goal for every game is to go out there and be a good teammate. Uh, that's my first goal. I write it down every week. How what is being a good teammate, going out there and making plays, encouraging your brothers around you, uh, being a leader and a voice that people can follow. So I feel like I hold myself to such a high standard that in those first two games, I haven't met that standard and I never will meet that standard no matter how well I play. So it's just about keep going forward, keep being the best teammate I could be to help my brothers out. You know, I want to ask you about a guy that you've played a lot with these past couple of weeks, Divine Diablo. There's a, he's a dude that this fan base was really, really excited about coming into 2023, a guy that we've kind of seen those glimpses of what he can be. Uh, but what have your just impressions been of Divine and what he's kind of brought to this defense? Yeah, I love working with Divine. Talk about a guy who knows the game and is going 100% every single play. Um, having somebody like that next to you really makes your job a lot easier as a middle linebacker, having that will linebacker who's out there 6'4", 240 pounds, flying around. Um, I think we've only seen a glimpse of the things that he can do, and I wouldn't be surprised if he's a Pro Bowl linebacker this year. You know what's interesting, too, is you look at Devine, and, and it feels like he's played so much football for the Raiders, but I think the fan base you know, forgets that he's still a young dude, very much kind of learning and growing and ascending in this league. Like, Do you kind of remember what it was like for you to kind of be in a similar position when, hey, you, you've done some stuff in the league, but hey, but there's still so much kind of more runway on that uh, ahead of you? Yeah, he's just getting started. Um Soon he will be a nationally recognized player. I'm, I believe that in the bottom of my heart. Um, he's a guy who does things the right way, and I'm really proud of the development he's made in these past six months, and the sky is the limit for him. 
you know, and, and obviously this, uh, the fan base looking forward to you and Divine and Max and the rest of the defense going out there and doing your thing on, on Sunday night. But speaking of Sunday night, man, the first time that you guys have played a for real, for real game at Allegiant Stadium, you talked about it earlier, it's your first time getting the full Allegiant, ex- excuse me, Allegiant Stadium experience. It'll be on primetime Sunday night football, all eyes on the silver and black. Like, I imagine, like, when the schedule comes out and you see, you see that that first home game is primetime, you're like, all right, like, this is going to be, this is going to be something pretty fun. Without a doubt, uh, our fans are excited for it. We're excited for it. We got a bunch of family coming in town, so it's going to be a fun weekend, and we just got to come out of here with the W. You know, it's funny, too. The league made us wait for this one, too. Week three, it feels like the season's been going on forever. We even had a game down there at Allegiant, so you guys got to be excited to finally, you know, have a, uh, you know, a non-travel weekend, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, we've been yeah. traveling around a lot, but that's just part of how business is done in the NFL, so... We get our time at home, and we got to take advantage of it and give our fans a home win. Yeah, and we're excited to see you guys go out there and do your thing. Well, Robert, we appreciate you staying after meetings. I always tell people that when you guys come up after meetings, i got to give you some love because it's so easy to walk out that door. But you and uh, who came, Josh came up after meetings a few weeks ago. So we appreciate you guys for uh, making your day a little bit longer, hanging out with us. Oh, thank you for having me. Dude, absolutely. You can, anytime you want, you're more than welcome. But uh, best of luck on Sunday. Stay healthy, and we'll catch you soon. All right, brother? Thank you. Have a good one. And big thank you to Robert uh, for coming to hang out with us after meetings. As I said, and I, I was joking with him, and you guys saw it or heard it in the interview, but I always give guys credit for coming to hang out with us after their day is over, right? They, we have a media availability window where they come, and the, the expectation is that they do media. They talk to, to knuckleheads like me. But when Robert and Josh was the same way a few weeks ago, when they say, hey, it's a tough window for me, can I come after meetings? When they don't have to do it, I always like to give guys a a little bit of love for for showing up at the end of a very, very long day. So big shout out to Robert Spillane. Thank you to our PR staff per usual. And uh, yeah, best of luck, Bobby. We will need you on Sunday. So before we get on out of here, wrap up the show, got a few things to attend to, including our Raiders College Football Game of the Week. And this one, we got a tasty number, my friends. We got a top 25 matchup. We got number 22, UCLA, headed to number 11, Utah, otherwise known as the alma mater of Andre James, Colton Miller, and Britton Brown, versus the fighting Cole Fotheringham. So this is going to be a big one. Uh, as a big Pac-12 guy, as a big Conference of Champions supporter, you better believe that I'm going to be uh, dialed in at least on the second screen because we got a 12:30 kickoff for this game because my Oregon Ducks taking on Coach Prime. Coach Prime headed up to Eugene this weekend, and ooh, that is going to be fun—an electric atmosphere up there at Autzen Stadium. But uh, yeah, that is your college football matchup of the week. We got UCLA Utah 12:30 kickoff. I have to imagine that the conversation in the locker room leading up to this game. Really, a lot of early season implications has been spirited. So, we now shift entirely to Sunday night. Best game of the uh, best game of the slate this week. All eyes will be on on the silver and black as they go out there and do their thing. And so, before I get to the Raiders will win if I try not to overthink this a lot. I try to just be like, all right, like let's be, let's live in a world of reason and logic, and you know, I I've never fancied myself, and I'm very honest with you guys, I'm not an X's and O's master, right? I am not the second coming of Sean McVay or Bill Belichick or Josh McDaniels. No, 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 no. I'm just a guy who watches a lot of football, and so I think for me, when I was looking at the Raiders will win if this week, I kept it simple, very easy. 
the Raiders will win this Sunday if they get the ground game rolling. That's it. When I'm going through my uh, going through the weekly release that our PR staff puts together, and we're looking at ranks for offenses, defenses, things of that nature, the Steelers rank dead last in the NFL, 32 of 32 in terms of stopping the run. They are at two games in, averaging 193 yards rushing excuse me rushing yards per game on the ground allowed to the opposition. That's a lot closer to 200 than 100. So the Raiders are going to have their chances. They are going to get their shots to control the line of scrimmage. And we have seen week after week after week now with head coach Josh McDaniels, what does he want to do? How does he want this offense to run? He wants us to start up front. He wants the Raiders to control the line of scrimmage. He wants them to control the clock. He wants them to be efficient on the ground. He doesn't want them to be in second and eight, second and nine. He wants them to be in second and four, second and five. Let the quarterback cook off of that. Get your tight ends involved. Get the slot guys involved. But all of that is predicated on getting the run game rolling. All of that is predicated on Josh Jacobs and this offensive line finally getting in sync and doing what we all know they are capable of doing. And just in terms of a very statistical way of looking at it, they're not going to have a better chance to get right than this week against the Pittsburgh Steelers. So it's a simple one. The Raiders will win on Sunday if they can get this run game rolling, if we can see the Josh Jacobs of 2022. And I know he's there, and I've said it from Jump Street. It's just a matter of time until we see him. But, man, this would be a uh, a pretty cool weekend for him to to show us who he is once again. So there is a a little bit of analysis for you there. And now before I hit the dusty trail, as I always do, my parting shot to all of you guys, we got to crack an ice cold bruchacha before we get out of here. And this week, we're cracking a nice cold one, nice cold Coors Light for all of you guys, man, because home opener's coming. What are we, three days out now? And as an NFL fan, you guys have waited a long time to see meaningful football back at Allegiant Stadium. Yes, I know we were there for the preseason opener, but there's just something different about a regular season game. There is something different about a primetime game. And this team is going to need you to be rocking and rolling and loud and letting the Steelers know that you are there. Oh, it's going to be great. It's going to be electric. Uh, And we talk about the history of these two teams, right? We talk about the rivalry, the vaunted, historic rivalry between these two franchises. And man, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a lot of fun on Sunday night. I cannot wait. So Raider Nation, I crack this ice cold one for you. We will see you there. Get early. uh, Get there early. Be loud. And man, it is going to be so much fun. And hopefully, 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 we are enjoying a positive fifth quarter that we're going to excuse me that we're going to record at the Twitch Lounge, by the way. So it'll be great to uh, to get back there to be with the people to feel the energy of a crowd once again. As I said, I cannot wait. It is uh, it is going to be a blast. So on that note, it's time to hit the dusty trail. It is time to get out of here. So for Eddie Pascal, our guest this week, Robert Spillane, and everyone at Silver and Black, excuse me, Silver and Black Productions, who helps keep our little program afloat. We thank you, thank you, thank you. As I said, enjoy the game. It is going to be awesome, and we will see you guys next week, same time. Time, same place for our next episode of Upon Further Review. Thanks for listening to this edition of Upon Further Review, presented by Coors Light on the official Raiders Podcast Network.